That's right. You're listening to the Alex Cast. Hello. Welcome. Willkommen. Other words that mean hello. My mic is not in the right place. And I blame I blame you, quite frankly. I blame you. Yes, so uh what are we talking about? Yes, my name is Alex. We've covered this already. I am drinking a Portland Brewery IPA. Um it's just called an IPA. It should have a funny name, shouldn't it? Hmm. What a what a piece of shit. I mean, it's a good IPA. It's kind of delicious. There's a picture of an elephant on it. Who doesn't love an elephant? I'll tell you who. Elephant haters. I don't know what that meant. <sighs> Beer. So, it is Tuesday, I think? Yeah. And it's, um, five. What's that, May? March, April, May. Yeah. And uh, my name is Alex, and this is the Alex Cast. What are we going to talk to you about tonight? You know, I was all excited to talk. Um, it's not my normal time to record, and I got all uppity. Let's let's start this way. Okay. Uh, just so I get in the habit of speaking into a microphone. Uh, I'm sponsored by a bar, and that bar is called The Standard. You can find them online at facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Or find them in real life at um, 14 Northeast 22nd in Portland, Oregon. I'm often there, so if you ever want to hang out, you can just pop on by. Write me an email. Send me a tweet. At the AlexCast. Hey, at the AlexCast. I'm going to the Standard. Shall we meet up and discuss the topics of the day? And I will respond back forthwith. We shall. Or maybe we shan't, depending on my availability. Because, you know, let's face it. I'm a man that has a lot of demands on his time, such as curling in a ball, crying, sleeping, napping, curling back into a ball, crying some more, wondering about the inevitability of death. The Standard. Facebook.com slash The Standard PDX. It's a wonderful bar. It has nothing to do with my uh, uh, terrific, terrific uh, uh, depression, which I'm not talking about right now. Um, what am I talking about? I'm talking about The, the Standard. I'll talk about it more later, but that's The Standard. Enjoy. AlexCast.com. Always spell Alex with two X's. That's where you could find shit that I have written, that I have spoken, that I have created. Click on everything. Love everything. Be everything. Okay. Well, now we got started. All right, let's start with this one. So, okay. All right. So, I was walking through my neighborhood, as is my want. And I'm not the kind of guy that, uh, I'm not going to try to impose my belief system on others. As long as what you're doing is non-harmful to yourself or others, uh, it's participating, uh, with just adults or, you know, 
safely non-adults um, or unsafely old people because I think they should die. I'm just kidding, old people. No one, no one old, no one old listens to this. So um, I think I can safely say geriatrics should be used for food in a soiling green esque scenario. Um, I was walking and um, yeah, I found myself in judgment. And I don't like doing that because I felt, I felt like I needed to give somebody a talking to. I felt like I needed to have my way, my view of the universe, supersede theirs. What? You ask. Are you talking about? You ask. <laughs> I am talking about poor naming of objects. Because here's the thing. I'm not going to stand for poor naming of objects. It's not going to happen. I am not going to sit around and watch you misuse words and take it like I'm some kind of schlub. It's not going to happen, Johnny. In this case, I'm calling you out, Yama Sushi. That's right. Yama Sushi in my neighborhood. I don't know if their sushi is delicious, because I have banned it. I have a prohibition against this place. It shall never, never get my money. You know why? Because it's poorly named. You know what Yama is? Yama is the Hindu god of death. That's a really fucking stupid thing to call your sushi restaurant. Don't I wouldn't go to Grim Reaper's Tapas. Now, maybe I would. But if you're going someplace in which raw fish is to be served, I wouldn't name it after an Asian god of death. I don't want to go to Tartarus Burgers. Mostly because I'm a vegetarian. I wouldn't want to go to Eminent Coronary Damage Pizza. Actually, there's a heart attack grill, and I heard people go there, but people are idiots. The point is, Yama Sushi, really dumb name. Now, I'm sure Yama probably means something else in whatever country they are from. Um, I would guess Japan, because it's sushi, and I'm pretty sure that's Japanese. You have to understand that there, there's there's Hindu people laying around here. I even think Buddhists may even think that Yama is there. So I don't know why you'd want to eat in Death God's establishment death god sushi it's stupid and i don't like it so i'm gonna be the first one brave enough to come out and say it yama sushi you're on my hit list you're never getting this guy's money anymore you know mostly because i pretty much never eat fish but if i eat fish if i eat fish i would not eat it there because of its stupid fucking name and I encourage all of you out there that live in Portland. Nah, I mean, you can go there if you really want to. It's, I mean, it's just a name, really, in the end. Um, stupid name. But, you know, Rose by any other name would, uh... It's another thing that annoys me about names around here. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Um, I'm just going to be mad at names for a little while, so just hang on. This is going to be nominative uh, 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 aggression. 
The local women's soccer team here is the Portland Thorns, um, because Portland is the Rose City, so they're the Portland Thorns, you know, because as we all know, roses have thorns, which they don't. They have prickles. Um, thorn isn't the proper name for them. So you named your team wrong. You jackasses. I've screened about this a few times, but mostly for comedic effect, because I don't really care. And really, if you look up prickle in the... Um, Dictionary. It actually references it as being a small thorn, but uh, ornithologically, which I don't think is the right word, ornithologically, no, that's birds, isn't it? Hortic horticulturally? Tree-wise, plant-wise, vegetably, um, one is uh, like a leaf and the other is part of kind of the um, hard outer casing, which, as we all know, is called bark but I don't think it's actually called Bark in this case. I didn't really look any of this up, which is why I went with the Yama thing, not the Portland Thorns. Yeah. So, um... What was I even talking Oh, yeah, Yama Sushi. I don't know why, it just bothered me. I mean, I do know why, because my immediate thought when I see Yama is the god of death, and it just seemed weird, like, to... I wonder... Wait. Hold on, guys. We're going to look up Yama. Uh, Saki. Hey, wait a second. Oh, fuck this. Welcome to Yama Sushi and Saki Bar in Portland, Washington. Wait a second. Unless there's a Portland, Washington that I'm unaware of. No. It's in Portland, Oregon, you sons of bitches. Oh, you fucking rap okay, about us. Let's see. Skilled, blah, 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 blah. Your combination, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Japanese envision you, blah, 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 and emphasize the blah, 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 the, the one, blah, 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 or blah, 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 blah. What? I just want to know what Yama means. I think the problem is, I think a lot of times when they name, when they name bars and restaurants, is they're not thinking about, like, kind of the, the, the language people out there. Yama meaning Japanese. Oh, okay. Japanese surnames. What does Yama means in Japanese? Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, so Yama meaning mountain. Oh, like Fujiyama is, is Mount Fuji. I knew that. Oh, all right. Hmm, it's a good name for a sushi place. Cool. So, <laughs> there's conversation. <laughs> that was, sorry. Ah, oh, I, my, my idiocy cracks myself up sometimes. <laughs> no one else, if you see my download numbers. Please come back. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, okay. Here's another thing I was thinking about. Not so much I was thinking about as another radio show was doing, but I, I wanted to uh, bring it up to you guys. And specifically, if anybody out there is a uh, like a physicist, maybe not a physicist. Yeah, a physicist would work. Or just smarter than me at physics, which really is not that difficult. Because I think I took physics 101 and then realized it involved lots of math. And um, 
math is not a thing that I've ever been particularly good at. I'm not very good at math, uh, spelling, grammar, um, physical activities, problem solving, logic, speaking, reading, thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably good at, uh, at breathing. Like, my autonomic nervous system is pretty fucking good. Um, so I got that going. That You don't get a lot of good grades for that in high school, though. Which is a good thing I, I passed through high school. Managed to go through. See, turns out if you're just annoying enough, they let you move on to college. And in college, all you have to do is know who to sleep with. And in my case, next to no one. Because I am very lonely. And I was, back then, too. The Alex Cast, where Alex talks about random tangents for no good reason. On the... Very wonderful Bennington show available on SiriusXM channel something or another. Ron Bennington, the I would say the main of the two hosts. <clears throat> Pardon me, I had a time particle in my throat. <clears> throat> tacky on. Um, he makes a statement that goes something along the lines of "I was too lazy to pull the clip." He didn't say that. Actually, I just didn't think about it till now. Um, basically, he was saying that his understanding... Let me backtrack, because I have to not take it for granted that you all know who these people are. Uh, Ron Bennington is a radio host, not a physicist. Uh, I don't think he went to any kind of college or anything. So when I... You know, because I do often talk about BBC shows I like, where oftentimes I do listen to physicists talk. In this case, it's just some uh, very smart man, but, uh, you know, not traditionally educated. So... He made a statement that um, he he was under the impression that physicists thought that the Earth, the Earth, that was weird, the past physically exists. So, like right now, 1954 exists. Like it's still there. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this because... That wasn't my understanding, and I, and I don't, I don't know how to like Google for this, because there's too many like, I mean, there's too many sci-fi books, and and really, and I don't know enough about physics to find out which website to read. So, his thing is kind of uh, like almost like physically, yeah, 1950 is still there. Like right, I can't say now, but in the physical. Th three dimensions there still is a 1950 somewhere like um somewhere there's this spot in space i guess space time it's hurting my head to think about it. let's just keep going maybe someone can help me okay so this spot in space time exists so where i'm sitting right now i'm in a house uh that was built in uh like 1900 or so um so right now, somewhere in space-time, there's a, there's an, this is dirt. Because the house hasn't been built yet, or the foundation hasn't been, you know, dug. It's kind of what I thought he was going with. And, and, and this is, he reads books and whatnot, and, and things, and, and I, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I don't know enough to find out, and I'm so confused. Anyway. I bring this up because my my understanding of time was this, uh, that time was like um, 
Okay, so he he made a point of like uh, January first, nineteen fifty. Bismarck, wherever Bismarck is, is the four coordinates you need to find a thing. So you need uh, location and time. Location being three dimensions, time being the fourth. So it's it's an address. Uh, so if you say three o'clock, um, uh, seventh and Alder uh, on on May the fifth, there's that's an address. So that uh, three o'clock on April the second, two thousand fifteen, on fifth and Alder is still there. It's just no longer where we exist. That's that's what I understood of the way he was describing. The way I've always thought of it was uh, time is uh so we being three dimensions are like if you think about like a like a compass uh not a compass like think about uh what's the best way to describe think about it like like uh think about like a graphing think about like a coordinate graph you know there's like the t and there's the x-axis and the y-axis so think about like there being you know just uh the cross t uh so that's like the marker point that on the field that the graph would be written on, your marker point is that, uh, you know, the, 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 where they cross the axis or whatever that's called. It's not, whatever. With the point of the cross, that's you. That's the three dimension. And then uh, as you're moving uh, across, that's like kind of the physical world as those dimensions. And then that entire hole is being shifted forward like a plotted point like a like if if you took if like if you took a if you took a um like a dart or anything pointy a pencil and put it on a map the 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 map is time and you're the pencil like you're the and by you i mean the universe is the pencil point is the three-dimensional articulation of the universe moving through the universe as it's being created because it's expanding out so it's a description of your location based on the entropy of the universe you know times arrow being something that's entropically moving forward so you are just a you know that that locational point on the you know kind of the time map so as you're moving forward the past is no longer there because that only made sense or that's only that was only existent at the moment it crossed so you couldn't reenact the moment because the one of the variables isn't there it'd almost be like may the 5th on 5th and alder it'd be as if uh 5th doesn't exist anymore um so you could travel through but the, that that intersection can only exist once was the way that I kind of associated it, or I thought of it. But then I realized, I don't know at all. And I did try to Google a little bit, and it turns out, uh, this is pretty complicated. Uh, so, help? Anybody? Does anybody know? So, okay, a few questions. Okay, so if, if the past does still exist, somehow. Because I think, I do know that physics says you can go, I mean, we can go forward in time, that's easy, because... We're doing it now. It's I'm moving forward in time one minute per minute. That moving forward in time is easy because if you go f like super fast relative to something else, you can progress. F you know, so if you move approximately the speed of light for a year uh, and come back to Earth, the Earth has progressed um, 
50 years while you've only aged one. So, you know, you've quote unquote traveled into the future, you know, relative to your original, original starting point. And I've also heard that physics wise, now that, that one's true. That's like a hundred percent real. There's, there's people on the planet that have spent enough time in space that they're, you know, a few microseconds, nanoseconds, whatever, uh, in the past, quote unquote, not in the past that they aged relative to everybody else. Uh, so they, you know, while they were, um, it's called like the twin paradox or the twin example. You know, you have two, you know, you have twins, two, two people. One goes on a spaceship. Uh, the other stays on earth. Spaceship mucks about going real fast, comes back down. The twin that was on the planet now relative to the other one is older. So he's, you know, five years older, uh, than, than his twin because, you know, relative time, et cetera, et cetera. Also, so I've heard that there is a way to go backwards in time using some kind of massive force that you need, like, two fucking wormholes and you st- or two uh, black holes and you slam together and then things and whatnot. And somehow you can go back. I don't, that one I don't understand going forward makes sense to me because I do it every day. The going backwards, I don't get. So I guess I need explanations, but if the past does exist, I mean, I guess they would have to, if you go back to it, but anyway, the past does exist. Um, my, my thought process is that would explain a shit. Okay. Let me be very clear here. I'm, 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 exp- ex- I'm guessing because I can't think of the word right now. God, I'm fucking up hardcore with my words tonight. With my words, with my six, uh, ex, expositing. What's that word? When you're just kind of, well, I'm spitballing some ideas. Um, so the past does exist, and <clears throat> the concept now is just that is a point moving through it, but that point is moving through something so that the thing that it's moving through, like almost uh, if you watch a bullet go through a uh, ballistics gel, you can see the path of the bullet, the bullet being the now, but the path is still there. So the past is still there, uh, but having been affected by the original bullet's path, but you can still see the past, you know, the, the, the start of the ballistics jelly. So I was thinking that it would be an interesting, it, it, I'm sure somebody has thought of this before, but that, all those stories of, I mean, there's a lot of stories of time slips, quote unquote, where somebody is, um, you know, they're driving down a back country road and the next thing they know, they find this quaint little bed and breakfast and they stay there and they're like, oh, wow, how wonderful. Like the prices are so cheap and lovely. Oh, this is great. So then they leave and they're driving and they get some gas. They're like, hey, you know, we love that bed and breakfast down there. And then the gas station tends to like, Oh, that bed and breakfast has been closed for not 30 years. What are you city slickers talking about? And then the wife and the husband are like, no, it was so perfect and great. And they drove back and they find the bed and breakfast and it's ramshackle. It's been obviously closed for years. And they look at each other and go, oh, my heavens. And and, and then, you know, then they make out in the backseat and they neck a bit. So that's the story of time slips. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, uh, if you're unfamiliar, that probably sounds fucking crazy. There's a shitload of these stories and they, they, they follow certain tropes. A lot of them are the ones that I described. Sometimes there's future. Sometimes there's kind of alternate dimension kind of things. But I was curious, uh, not curious, but I thought it'd be an interesting thing that maybe that's an explanation for a lot of, you know, so-called uh, Fortean or anomalous phenomenon on our planet. Like it all could be a product of if time, if the past is still existent, you know, that you could be seeing almost seeing backwards in, you know, that ballistics gel. So if it's still there, we're, st- we're, you know, we're no longer in the time that that thing happened, but we're in the space that it happened. So maybe there's a, 
there's a physical component which kind of allows to see the past in a way. So it's not actually there. You're just watching kind of echoes of it. So it'd be as if like like a ghost is not really a ghost. The ghost is just looking at the present for them. But it's also the present for you, which is why the interaction doesn't really happen. It's why it's like this kind of, I mean, ghostly. Uh, it is a non-tangible kind of odd back and forth. You know, like you can't, I don't know a lot of like ghosts. You know, like there's this electronic voice phenomenon where they ask ghost questions. Sometimes you hear answers. I'm a little, um, that's a longer topic, but that's the, the point. It's a traditional ghost story. You, you see a ghost walk through and yada, yada. Uh, that would make a lot of sense that that is just simply, just simply, what a fucking dumb statement to make, but that's a, uh, a possibility that what you're seeing is a sliver of the past, that it's by some, I don't know, like gravitational lensing or something like that, which is a, uh, you know, astronomy, astronomy phenomenon, like some, something along those lines where kind of time gets bent in a certain way or perception of time gets bent in a certain way that kind of allows you to perceive things that are going on now but the different now because i mean what i'm saying about the past is the past the past can exist but it, it only exists because it's relative to us to the past the twin paradox they're only older relative to the other so the past is on the past relative to us. So it's like, it's for them, it's the now. So what you're seeing is just kind of a, a fucked up coordinate. It'd be like a, like a satellite that's trying to look into, you know, Georgia and ends up looking into, um, uh, Texas, you know, like, like it just, you know, that one coordinate was off. So I wonder if, not all anomalous things. I don't know that that can explain Bigfoot. Well, maybe Bigfoot's like some kind of ancient hominid species that we're just getting glimpses of from an extreme past. Yeah, that could be it. And UFOs of the future. So UFOs probably could see us as ghosts, quote-unquote. You know, they could see us in the same way we see ghosts, but ghosts are really just the now, 19-whatever, 50, 1820, and then the UFOs or whatever aliens are actually just futures that when they see us, we're all foggy and weird. And that's why they can't interact with us in the same way we can't interact with quote unquote ghosts. It's an interesting theory. I think the theory is a strong word. It's an interesting idea. When I say ideas like this, two things must happen. One, I shall sip for my IPA. Delicious. And two, I really wish I got high because I feel like I'd have a lot more of an excuse for that kind of thinking if I was stoned and you'd be like, Hey, that's just some stone thinking. And you know, I'd be like, yeah, it is. And then we could just laugh it off. But no, this is the way my regular brain works. Hooray. Time. Did I talk about this last week? Shit, I don't remember. Oh, man. I don't remember if I talked about this last week. Uh, the problem, So I made notes. Uh, I have a little uh, note account for the show because I'm trying to keep track of shit that I want to talk about. 
I don't remember if I fucking talked about it. Ah, shit. Um, I did, didn't I? Yeah, because I asked last week and no one got back to me. And yes, I asked Martin J. Clemens about this. Uh, the question was whether or not uh the kind of lost past, you know, the the Atlantean culture that I've talked about a bunch, or um, um, you know, any kind of like you know. Uh, anomalous kind of technology that shouldn't be allowed in the past uh, could be that Neanderthals were just smarter than we thought. So, but I, yeah, I talked about that last week. Um, that's, that's, um, so yeah, I can delete that. Ooh, we're deleting it. Um, let's see. I swear I'll get to something. I've got a bunch of crap here. It just depends on what I want to talk about. Um, Oh, okay. So, no, I don't want to talk about that either. Don't want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do this. Fuck. I'm going to put on my headphones then. Shit. All right. Headphones are on. Uh, this is um, Mental Floss, one of my favorite uh, websites. Put together a list of uh, nine strange sounds that no one can explain. Uh, before I play these, I just, um, a really great way for me to know pretty much everything on a list is for the, the list to be put out X things you'll never believe about X or, um, or, uh, like a really great way to know that something's bullshit. If it's something, something you weren't supposed to see, or you'll never believe when you like, or, uh, my favorite, uh, somewhat new one. It's not somewhat new, but the, um, um, Mary decided to go to the mall, but you'll never believe what happened next. Uh, they open up an Egyptian tomb and you'll never believe what they found inside. And, uh, here's the thing is I always believe what they found inside. Uh, I knew all the facts about that thing that I clicked on because I was interested enough in it to click on it. Thereby your simple surface level facts were there. And, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I totally believe it. It's there. Yes, I do believe that they found a sarcophagus inside of that inside of that chamber, because that's traditionally what they put in there. I mean, it's not that confusing. So anyway, uh, this is nine strange sounds no one can uh, explain. I, I bring this up because mental flaws tends to not have uh, as much of this uh, 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 clickbaity things, but they do at times. So. Um, Let's see. This is uh, the upsweep. Uh, the upsweep is an unidentified sound that's existed at least since the Pacific Marine Environmental Laboratory began recording SOSUS, an underwater sound surveillance system with listening stations, blah, blah, blah. The sound consists of a long train of narrowband upsweeping sounds of several seconds duration each. The source is difficult to identify, but it's in the Pacific, around halfway point between Australia and America. Uh, they think it might be related to volcanic activity. Let's go to Johnny. Whistle, uh, recorded uh, in 1997, underwater. 
much detail on that. That just doesn't sound like anything to me. Um, we've talked about this before, and I think, um, okay, there's a, there's now a theory that this is actually the sound of, uh, uh, a, a ice quake. It's, it's a part of a glacier that calves off, and th- this is the sound that it made when it calved off, but this is kind of the, 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 the the big deal. Actually, they called the the big kahuna an unexplained sound. So this is the bloop. I've talked about this on the show before, and I think uh, the explanation came out like the next day. But anyway, uh, it's pretty cool. So this is literally, it's the, uh, here, um, an extremely powerful ultra-low frequency sound was detected at various listening stations thousands of miles apart and traced to somewhere west of the southern tip of South America. The sound lasted about a minute and was heard repeatedly over the summer, but not since. Um, blah, blah, blah. The bloop is generally uh, believed to be the sound of a massive ice quake, but or, uh, scientists haven't totally ruled out the possibility that the sound originated from something, in quotes, organic. That's where things get eerie. If an animal was the source of the bloop, it would have to be bigger than a blue whale. The most fanciful of the theory stems from the fact that bloop's location is somewhat close to author H.P. Lovecraft's fictional sunken city of Ralea, however you say that, where the creature known as Cthulhu lies dead but dreaming. Um, blah, 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 let's listen. There's three minutes of that, but it's fucking, it is a creepy sound. To me, it does sound organic. Uh, not that I'm any kind of expert in underwater sound. But the reason I don't like the ice quake theory is that uh, with increasing sea level temperatures, you would assume there'd be more ice quakes, there'd be more uh, ice sheet calving, and you would have more of these sounds uh, as the years progress. Uh, apparently, 1997 was one of the last times it was picked up. So, um, uh, who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah. So this is Julia. This is a loud, creepy noise from the ocean. Lasted 15 seconds. It was loud enough to be heard by the entire Equatorial Pacific Ocean Hydrophone Array. I don't know if that's impressive, but let's listen. I'll start eventually. care about that. I don't care about that. Oh, I might have to skip some of these. Ooh. 
Yeah, okay, here's some of the fun ones. This is um, uh, UVB-76. UVB-76, also known as The Buzzer, has been showing up on shortwave radios for decades. It broadcasts at whatever hertz, repeated buzzing noises, a voice occasionally reads numbers and names in Russian. The source and purpose has never been determined. Uh, they also refer to these as the Russian number stations. Pretty interesting. shit about that one and I'm, I'm sorry if i let that last too long but that kind of that's one that really kind of penetrates me i don't uh, it's there's something about it that freaks me the fuck out and then if i mean i, I hopefully it came across in the recording um that you can hear a woman talking in the background a little bit and a man talking back to her uh and it's oh it's freaky um and i don't like it um i do like it but it's it's super weird. Uh, if you watch the television show Lost, uh, the number station there was a uh, reference to this. This is... Um... Oh, this is... Uh, well, it's kind of sad. This is uh, the sound of the 52 hertz whale. I don't know if you guys know this story. Um, this isn't all that... Mis- I mean, it's super mysterious, but it's explainable mysterious. So this is... There's one whale that they know of that... that has its whale song and this 52 hertz and that's well above the normal frequency for whales and there's no one else there uh talking to it there's never been a response and it just wanders around lonely as a cloud or as a whale uh leading theories of this and i'm not reading this from the page i'm trying to remember when i found out about this and i read about it is that they think it's either um, a kind of a combo whale, like a sperm whale and a, and a beluga fucked. And, um, so the kid came out weird and this is, that was the worst fucking explanation of anything biological that's ever happened in the history of ever. That was, that was nearly as dumb as me trying to talk about time earlier. Um, but fuck, I'm an idiot. But, um, one of the theories, yeah, so it's a hybrid whale, and uh, essentially it doesn't belong to any uh, other whale communities or whatever. What do you call Whale pods? Dolphin pods? Whale? I mean, whatever. Whale pods, sure. Um, and it can't get laid or anything because its voice is all funny, um, which, again, very in-depth biological thing. But essentially, you know, it having the ability to talk to people, it's, it sounds fucked up and, you know, unnatural. Um, the other theory... And uh, this is the one I happen to like more, uh, not necessarily believe in more. It just, it, you know, just, it speaks to the 14 in me that um, this is actually a nearly extinct species that um, it was, you know, either hunted to death or 
just, you know, committed suicide. Um, they, you know, they found a bunch of mirrors and realized that they were fat and got sad. And, um, and then they, uh, they beached themselves. And then there's only one, uh, that, uh, didn't have the, didn't have the fucking balls. Didn't have the whale balls to go through with it. And this lonely son of a bitches wandering around underwater. Anyway, so this is the world's loneliest whale. Because YouTube videos. sped up version so we can hear it this is an idea of how low pitched 52 hertz is listen uh, is is yeah i don't know if that's going to come across all right we'll just stop it um though i think i called it high before anyway the point is that's the point. I already gave the whole fucking story. Shut the fuck up. I gave you a goddamn entertaining bit of fucking podcastery, and you're sitting there judging me on my lonely whale music. Anyway, the link to that will be on my website, alexcast.com. Find the episode number. This will be episode 200 and... And, um... 204-ish? I think this is 204. Um... Yeah. So, we'll put that link up. Um, what else? Oh, okay. I found... I found a really shitty... Okay, you know what? We'll, then we'll talk about that next time. I'm going to do a little more research on that. Uh, We'll talk about that next time. We'll talk about that next time. Oh, so I was going to bring a, an old segment here. Um, As as some of the regular listeners know, um, that, I mean, really, no one listens to this show anymore. But, um... Some of the regular listeners, uh, no, let me, let me, I keep, I keep, um, making reference to no one listening to the show anymore. I still have a, a, a good sized audience. There's still a lot of you out there. Um, it's just, I, I used to have an unreasonably large amount of people listening for, uh, me being a, you know, essentially, a unknown writer and podcaster, uh, and that changed from an unreasonably large amount of people, uh, listening to a, well, still a good amount of people, uh, more than, you know, still a, a, a larger audience than I probably should expect, um, but less than the other unreasonably large amount. So, of course, because uh, I'm a human and not a lonely whale, I, um, I find the, uh, I find it unacceptable. And I want you guys to, um, 
go out there. Anytime you see anything about uh, this show, uh, retweet, favorite, leave reviews, go to iTunes, uh, look for the Alex Cast on there, leave a nice review. If you don't like the show, don't leave a review because, yeah, boo. Um, yeah, Stitcher, all that stuff. So when the show started a million years ago, um, four plus years ago, when the show started, I uh, used to do a tower reading at the end of every episode. And by the end of every episode, I mean no, but I used to every now and again to waste time. Uh, I've not done it before, and as I was saying, the regular listeners of the show will know, I uh, stopped doing a lot of the, um, not stopped, but I, yeah, stopped uh, doing a lot of the kind of occult, a lot of the weird, or a lot of the spiritual stuff uh, in the recent past, because my brain broke. Um, and, yeah, that's what happened. So, in an attempt to kind of reconnect a some kind of spiritual or um, metaphysical or even just, uh, I don't know, intellectual oddity path. Like just something that isn't just going to work every day and coming home and slowly aging alone and hopeless. I uh, thought that maybe flipping some tarot cards on the show would uh, kind of kickstart something. I shouldn't say that alone and hopeless. I was just being, uh, that was hyperbole. What that was, was hoping that uh, anybody out there that's listening, that's like, hey, wait a second, I'm a single girl in Alex's age range, and I live in Portland. Huh, turns out that he's alone. Maybe I should go talk to him. And that doesn't work that way. It's a stupid, it's a stupid gambit. Um, I know it was stupid when I was saying it, but uh, um, I said it out loud anyway. And it, that's not like the way to do things. It's stupid. But, um... I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to not complain about these kind of things. Or at least not be so, like, self-deprecating about it. So, um, that was over-explanation. So, we're going to flip over some tower cards. I'm going to flip over three cards. It'll be past, present, and future. What do we want to ask the cards about? Uh, let's ask them. Um, oh, okay, well, let's ask them about this. Oh, tarot cards. What do my romantic prospects look like? Let us find out, shall we? Oh, by the way, I'm using the Hermetic Tarot. Um, it is a deck that I bought a bit ago and did not uh, really get to use a lot. So, the past. Daughter of the Mighty Ones. The Empress. The present. The Seven of Cups. Lord of Illusory... Illusionary... There we go. Lord of Illusionary Success. The Future. The Devil, reversed, Lord of the Gates of Matter. Ooh, the Devil card's really cool in this deck. It's like a Baphomet, um, kind of, well, I mean, it is a Baphomet at center. But at the bottom, there's like this kind of cartoony, stylized devil with like a um, snake for feet. And then a kind of cartoony lady succubus thing. I don't, even, I don't know what the fuck she's supposed to be. With um, like froggy fish feet. This is a cool card. Anyway, that's reverse. So, Daughter of the Mighty One being the past, the Empress. Um, well, that's some strong feminine energy referencing the past. Um, there's a phoenix being reborn at the bottom. Don't need to go into that any farther. Um, Seven of Cups, Lord of Illusionary Success. See, that's an interesting one because I don't really feel like there's a lot of illusionary success going on right now. Hmm. I'm not sure what that would mean. 
See, the problem... Hmm. Let's see what the book has to say about it. We're going to look things up in the little book that comes with it. It's good about tarot decks. Sometimes they come with books. We're going to look up the Seven of Cups. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, the book has it broken up into the lower and the higher arcana. And the trumps. Where the fuck's the lower arcana? Piece of shit. There we go. Seven of Cups, Lord of Illusionary Success. A hand emerging from clouds holds the lotus stems, which rise from the central lower cup. With the exception of the central lower cup, each cup is overhung by drooping lotus flower, but no empty water flows from them, and the cups appear empty. Wait. Oh, oops. No water flows from them, and the cups appear empty. It's, you know what's fun is taking a word from the line below it and moving up a bit. It is a very small book, though, to be fair on me. Venus and Scorpio, 20 to 30 degrees, angles, uh, 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 oh, angels, and milk. Okay, look, I did just fuck up and read uh, angles instead of angels, but to be fair, it's at 20 to 30 degrees right before it, and I am a person that used to know a little bit about math, so angle made sense for you there. Melchol and Shahavaha, meanings, fantasy, wishful thinking, deception at the moment of apparent victory. Neutralized victory, illusionary success, lying, promises unfulfilled, drunkenness, violence against women, selfish dissipation, deception in love and friendship, success also often gained but not followed up on. Huh. Well, wishful thinking, maybe. Fantasy, definitely. Uh, no deception at the moment of apparent victory. Neutralized victory, nope. Illusion, nope. Lying, nope. Promises unfulfilled, nope. Drunkenness, yep. Violence against women, nope. Selfish dissipation, eh, no. Deception in love and friendship, nah. Success often gained, oh, hell no. All right, so uh, the front part a little bit. All right, so maybe I'm wishful thinking too much. That's the that's the that's the moment now. All right, so the so the past makes sense now. The present makes sense, and let's find out what the, they tell us about the devil reversed, which I, actually the devil reversed I think is pretty fucking. Um, straightforward um but this is a weird deck so i'll look it up and well, let's face it i'm just trying to fucking burn through time 15 the trump the devil lord of the gates of matter i am i on a pedestal sits the fierce figure of pan with his hairy body goat's head bat's wings spiked crown and a flaming torch his crest is the winged solar disc the pentagram at its center is inverted, indicating dark forces. Chained to the foot of the pedestal are two demons, one male and one female, half animal and half human. At the foot of the pedestal, the sign of Capricorn, the sign of Saturn, ruler of Capricorn. At the top left, the fire wand is the energy of Mars. Heavy. Meanings. Material force, material temptation, subordination, bondage, ravage, reversed, release from bondage, respite, divorce. Well, release from bondage is good. I mean, unless you're into SNM, which I am, not. I mean, you know, in the context of a committed relationship, sure. Who doesn't like getting tied up and fucked with a strap on? This guy. There's a lot of double meanings going on here. I'll let you figure it out. Anyway, so I'm going to say this. I'm fucked, and there's no hope for me anytime soon. Thank you, Tarot Deck. I remember why I stopped reading you. Delightful. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I can't imagine that you did. Yeah, maybe I can. I don't know. 
people seem to like the show at times. I'm trying to keep positive. Keeping positive there, kiddo. Well, I think that's about it for us here in the echo chamber. That's right, the room with the creepy door. I'm glad you stopped by. God, we got to hang out, experience this time today. Hope you had a good time. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? I hope not. Because I don't really want to deal with you every day. But it's nice every now and again. Speaking of dealing with you every day, go on Twitter, at the Cast. Follow me. No one fucking talks to me on Twitter anymore. It's very upsetting. Not no one. But, um, I unfollowed a shitload of people recently, and it turns out, uh, um, that actually was the majority of people I talked to, I guess, because, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking the hinterland. Um, you can find facebook.com slash alexcast, facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Uh, that's my sponsor. We like them very much. I'm on Instagram, alexcast, maybe the alexcast. I don't know how to find it. It should be easy enough. Uh, that's it. I don't know. I'm on everything. I'm probably, there's probably a Google Plus page. Uh, alexcast.com. There's probably links. I don't fucking know. I mean, I should know, consider I built and performed every aspect of this fucking thing. Well, not every aspect. That's, again, I did this last week. I did not build the entire website. I built most of it, but it was, it was helped out by, by a couple, few people. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, said Radiohead. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Fuck this. My name is Alex. My name was Alex. Your name was uh, I'm gonna guess like a Brendan and uh there's probably a Jessica out there somewhere maybe a uh, maybe a, an Amanda maybe a little Susie in the back maybe Tommy Tommy are out there good I knew that you could This got weird. So, yeah, I've been Alex. You've been the audience. This has been a show. These have been sound waves. Those were sound clips. One was a whale. The others were calved icebergs. Whales have calves. I have calves. And I'm going to use them to walk to the fridge to get myself another beer. It's a circle of life. And I'm gonna shut up. Okay, yes. I'm an Alex. You've been the audience. Nah, ma, motherfucking stay. The smart money's on harm. And the moon is in the street. And the shadow boys are breaking all the laws. And you're east of East St. Louis. And the wind is making speeches. And the rain sounds like a round of applause. Napoleon is weeping in the carnival saloon. His invisible fiance is in the mirror. And the band is going home. It's raining hammers, it's raining nails. It's true, there's nothing left for him down here. And it's time, time, time. And it's time, time. Time. And it's time, time, time that you love And it's time, time
is like a train You can see it getting smaller as it pulls away And the things you can't remember Tell the things you can't forget The history puts a saint in every dream Well, she said she'd stick around Until the bandages came off But these mama's boys just don't know when to quit And Matilda asked the sailors All those dreams or all those prayers So close your eyes, son This won't hurt a bit Oh, it's time, time, time And it's time, time, time And it's time, time, time That you love And it's time, time, time Well, things are pretty lousy for a calendar girl The boys just dive right off the cars and splash into the street And when they're on a roll, she pulls a razor from her boot And a thousand pigeons fall around her feet So put a candle in the window and a kiss upon his lips There's the dish outside the window Like a stranger with the weeds in your heart And pay the fiddler off till I come back again Oh, it's time, time, time It's time, time, time And it's time, time, time that you love And it's time, time, time Time, time, time And it's time, time, time And it's time, time, time That you love And it's time